The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's Monday, so let's rejoice. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, September 25th, 2023, Monday of the 25th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year A, Cycle 1. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is Saint Albert of Jerusalem. He was the 13th century Patriarch of Jerusalem and patron of the Carmelite Order. Born in Parma, Italy about 1149, probably to a noble family, he became a canon at the Holy Cross Abbey in Mortoba. In 1184, he was appointed Bishop of Bobbio, Italy, soon after he was named to the See of Vercelli. In 1205, Albert was appointed Patriarch of Jerusalem. Because of the Muslim presence in Jerusalem at the time, Albert took up residence in Acre. There he became involved in a concern that assured his place in religious history. A group of holy hermits lived on Mount Carmel in separate caves and cells. In 1209, they asked Albert to draw up a rule of life for them, a rule that would constitute the beginning of the Carmelite order. Albert was called to the General Council of the Lateran in 1215, but he was assassinated before leaving Palestine. St. Albert of Jerusalem, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian, and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day. Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for those persons living on the margins of society in inhumane life conditions. May they not be overlooked by institutions and never considered of lesser importance. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me. The Holy Spirit guided the four evangelists to present our Lord's teaching, each in their own way. And so, within a profound unity of vision, one sees different nuances and approaches between the Gospels. For example, Matthew was aiming particularly at Jewish people, both those who had become Christians and those whom he wanted to convert, whereas Luke was writing especially for pagans. This difference of approach often comes across in how the Gospel writers might use the same saying of Jesus, but in a different context. And we get an example of that in today's Gospel, where St. Luke presents the teaching of our Lord in a different way than St. Matthew does. The image is of a lamp giving light. Let's go back for a moment to Matthew. In Matthew, Jesus teaches, Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, 
and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. These words are within Christ's Sermon on the Mount and Jesus is teaching us about the example of Christians. You tell us, Lord, that we have to be upfront and open about our faith. We have to be examples for others, like a city on a hilltop which can't be hid. You don't light a lamp to cover it. It's meant to give light. Lord Jesus, we want our faith to give light. First of all, to those in the house, those who live with us, and to our fellow Christians. That's a nice detail which you give us here, Jesus. Faith gives light, but it also creates a homely atmosphere. Is your faith, my friend, giving light to those in your family, in your home, in your parish? And then, yes, like a city on a hilltop, in your place of work and in your society. How terrible it is when Christians hide our faith, which is like hiding light, blocking light. We only block light when there's great danger, like cities which have a blackout during a war to make it more difficult for the planes of an enemy nation to bomb them. Sometimes in extraordinary situations, we might have to keep quiet about our faith. But that's rare. Jesus in Matthew links salt and light. We have to give light and we have to give flavour. Salt adds to a dish the right amount, neither too much nor too little. People coming from Asian countries where there's a lot of spice often complain about British food that it's too bland. An Indian lad in the student residence where I live and where I'm chaplain covers his food in pepper. Once I was cooking for a group, it was only scrambled eggs, and my hand slipped when I was putting in the salt, and too much went in. I didn't want to waste all those eggs, so I thought I could get away with it. But as people were eating, with one fork full of eggs after another, I could see little by little the grimaces on their faces, and I could taste the excessive salt myself. You can guess that in the end, a lot of egg was left uneaten that day. So our Christian witness has to be appropriate. Discreet like salt, yes, but truly present, not bland. As one person said, slightly cruelly, but amusingly, about a certain religious group where the teaching wasn't clear. It was the bland leading the bland. And also giving light. Light, not heat. Not causing arguments or upsetting people, but primarily through our example and our joy. Also though, through our words, we have to speak sharing our Christian values with others, and this precisely for them to give glory to God. You tell us, Jesus, and I repeat your words, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You don't want us to seek our own glory. That would be theft, stealing from God, taking what belongs to him, not to us. But through our good works, people will glorify God, whereas through our bad works, they might turn away from him. How important our example is. So that's how Matthew presents Jesus' teaching about giving light. But Luke does so in a different way. Now it's quite possible that Jesus himself used the same example in different ways in different contexts. Preachers often do that. But it's also possible that the Holy Spirit guided St. Luke and St. Matthew to situate the same teaching in different contexts themselves as it suited the particular vision of their gospel. Jesus truly said what they wrote but the evangelists have merely presented this teaching in their own way. Well, we'll find out in heaven. So, in Luke, as we read in today's Gospel, Jesus has just finished the parable of the seed and the sower, and then straight after he says, No one after lighting a lamp covers it with a vessel, or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand, 
that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hid that shall not be made manifest, nor anything secret that shall not be known and come to light. Jesus, this is curious. Why do you jump from the hidden seed to a lamp which gives light? But the Holy Spirit has wanted your teaching to appear in this way in Luke. Just as a seed is made to bear fruit, a Christian must give light. And this light is not just for those of the house, it's for anyone who enters. Typically, Luke's vision is more universal. He has in mind all people. Our love begins with those of our household, but must spread out to others too. But this time, Jesus, instead of speaking about light in the context of giving glory to God, you talk of it in the context of honesty and sincerity. Everything hidden will come to light, will be known. Nothing can be hidden or kept secret. It will certainly all be revealed on the last day in the final judgment. This then is another reason to be open about our faith. It will all come out in good time. If we're embarrassed to admit we're Christians in front of our colleagues now, we'll be even more embarrassed in the final judgment when we have to admit it then. And they and God will ask, why didn't you say so earlier? I think of those other frightening words of Jesus. To everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. Cowardly silence can sometimes be a form of denial. But Jesus, we don't want to miss out your final sentence. Take heed then how you hear. For to him who has will more be given. And from him who has not, even what he thinks that he has, will be taken away. You turn from light, which involves seeing, to hearing. And you warn us to use well what we have, otherwise we'll lose it. We have to be open about our faith and values and give light because nothing can be hidden. And we have to bear fruit like the good seed and give light like a good lamp because if we don't, we'll lose them both. The seed will rot, the light will fade. That makes me think of learning languages. Use it or lose it, the saying goes. For all our hard work to learn a new tongue, if we don't practice it, we can little by little forget it. But the more we use it, the better we get at it. Take heed how you hear. Let's just return to that, Jesus, your words there. To bear fruit and give light, we have to listen well. We have to learn our faith well, be well formed in it. The seed and light have to go deep in us. The light has to arise from our soul. And so, we have to be good lamps in different senses. Our faith has to show itself. It must pour out onto others. By our good works and example, and also by our conversation. We have to give light to others, and this should lead them to glorify God. But this will only happen if we're good lamps, in the sense that we are full of light ourselves. The very light of God shines through us. We're totally transparent to his light. There are no dark or hidden corners in us. I imagine a glass lampstand in which everything is visible, so much so that it's hard to distinguish between light and lampstand. That is the state we want to reach. And so we see how these two gospel accounts Matthew and Luke complement each other, teaching us that we shine out God's light onto others because we live so totally in that light ourselves. But perhaps St. Paul summarises everything nicely with these words. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. And that seems to me a good way to end this time of prayer. We'll give light if the light goes deep in us. 
if it comes from the depths of our being. We're not just wicks, we're burning torches. We're totally plugged into Christ and his light shines in and through us. And may the Blessed Virgin Mary, the woman who was most light in the Lord, who was full of grace and so full of light, win for us the grace to be ourselves light in the Lord, to pour it on all who come our way. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede. There is plenty more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. This liturgical day begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday of the 25th week in Ordinary Time, September 25th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now to begin this liturgical day as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And and my my mouth will will proclaim your praise. praise. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors, let him enter the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is the King of glory, the Lord the mighty, the valiant? The Lord, the valiant in war. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, 
He is the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. Show Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. Lord, do not reprove me in your anger. Punish me not in your rage. Have mercy on me, Lord, I have no strength. Lord, heal me. My body is racked. My soul is racked with pain. But you, O Lord, how long? Return, Lord, rescue my soul. Save me in your merciful love. For in death no one remembers you. From the grave, who can give you praise? I am exhausted with my groaning. Every night I drench my pillow with tears. I bedew my bed with weeping. My eye wastes away with grief. I have grown old, surrounded by my foes. Leave me, all of you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will accept my prayer. All my foes will retire in confusion, foiled, and suddenly confounded. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, you love mercy and tenderness. You give life and overcome death. Look upon the many wounds of your church. Restore it to health by your risen Son, so that it may sing a new song in your praise. Show Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. The The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will recount all your wonders. I will rejoice in you and be glad. And sing psalms to your name, O Most High. See how my enemies turn back, how they stumble and perish before you. You upheld the justice of my cause. You sat enthroned, judging with justice. You have checked the nations, destroyed the wicked, and have wiped out their name forever and ever. The foe is destroyed, eternally ruined. You uprooted their cities. Their memory has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has set up his throne for judgment. He will judge the world with justice. He will judge the peoples with his truth. For the oppressed, let the Lord be a stronghold, a stronghold in times of distress. 
Those who know your name will trust you. You will never forsake those who seek you. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. Sing psalms to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Proclaim his mighty works among the peoples, for the avenger of blood has remembered them, has not forgotten the cry of the poor. Have pity on me, Lord, see my sufferings, you who save me from the gates of death, that I may recount all your praise at the gates of the city of Zion and rejoice in your saving help. The nations have fallen into the pit which they made, their feet caught in the snare they laid. The Lord has revealed himself and given judgment. The wicked are snared in the work of their own hands. Let the wicked go down among the dead, all the nations forgetful of God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten, nor the hopes of the poor be in vain. Arise, Lord, let men not prevail. Let the nations be judged before you. Lord, strike them with terror. Let the nations know that they are but men. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning. beginning is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, God, when you judge, do not be deaf to the shouts of the poor. Bring havoc to the madness of oppressors. Look at our wounds and save us from the gates of death, so that we may always rejoice in your help and speak your praise in the gates of Zion. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. Give me insight, Lord, to know your will. Then I will cherish it with all my heart. From the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. In these words, prophesy to them, to the shepherds. Thus says the Lord God, Woe to the shepherds of Israel who have been pasturing themselves. Should not shepherds rather pasture sheep? You have fed off their milk, worn their wool, and slaughtered the fatlings, but the sheep you have not pastured. You did not strengthen the weak, nor heal the sick, nor bind up the injured. You did not bring back the strayed, nor seek the lost, but you lorded it over them harshly and brutally. So they were scattered for lack of a shepherd and became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered and wandered over all the mountains and high hills. My sheep 
were scattered over the whole earth with no one to look after them or to search for them. For thus says the Lord God, I myself will look after and tend my sheep. As a shepherd tends his flock when he finds himself among his scattered sheep, so will I tend my sheep. I will rescue them from every place where they were scattered when it was cloudy and dark. I will lead them out from among the peoples and gather them from the foreign lands. I will bring them back to their own country and pasture them upon the mountains of Israel, in the land's ravines and all its inhabited places. In good pastures I will pasture them, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing ground. There they shall lie down on good grazing ground, and in rich pastures they shall be pastured on the mountains of Israel. I myself will pasture my sheep. I myself will give them rest, says the Lord. The lost I will seek out. The strayed I will bring back. The injured I will bind up. The sick I will heal, but the sleek and the strong I will destroy, shepherding them rightly. I will appoint one shepherd over them to pasture them, my servant David. He shall pasture them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will make a covenant of peace with them and rid the country of ravenous beasts that they may dwell securely in the desert and sleep in the forests. I will place them about my hill, sending rain in due season, rains that shall be a blessing to them. The trees of the field shall bear their fruits and the land its crops, and they shall dwell securely on their own soil. Thus they shall know that I am the Lord when I break the bonds of their yoke and free them from the power of those who have enslaved them. They shall no longer be despoiled by the nations or devoured by beasts of the earth, but shall dwell secure with no one to frighten them. I will prepare for them peaceful fields for planting. They shall no longer be carried off by famine in the land, or bear the reproaches of the nations. Thus they shall know that I, the Lord, am their God, and they are my people, the house of Israel, says the Lord God. You, my sheep, you are the sheep of my pasture, and I am your God, says the Lord God. The Word of the Lord I shall rescue my sheep from wherever they were scattered on the day of mist and darkness, and I shall bring them back to their own land. And, and in, in rich, rich pasture lands I, I shall feed, feed them. I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. And, and in, in rich pasture lands I, I shall feed them. A reading from a sermon on pastors by St. Augustine, Bishop. The straying sheep 
you have not recalled, the lost sheep you have not sought. In one way or another, we go on living between the hands of robbers and the teeth of raging wolves, and in light of these present dangers we ask your prayers. The sheep, moreover, are insolent. The shepherd seeks out the straying sheep, but because they have wandered away and are lost, they say that they are not ours. Why do you want us? Why do you seek us, they ask, as if their straying and being lost were not the very reason for our wanting them and seeking them out. If I am straying, he says, if I am lost, why do you want me? You are straying, that is why I wish to recall you. You have been lost, I wish to find you. But I wish to stray, he says, I wish to be lost. So you wish to stray and be lost? How much better that I do not also wish this. Certainly I dare say I am unwelcome. But I listen to the apostle who says, Preach the word, insist upon it, welcome and unwelcome. Welcome to whom? Unwelcome to whom? By all means welcome to those who desire it, unwelcome to those who do not. However unwelcome, I dare say, you wish to stray, you wish to be lost, but I do not want this. For the one whom I fear does not wish this, and should I wish it, consider his words of reproach. That straying sheep you have not recalled, the lost sheep you have not sought. Shall I fear you rather than him? Remember, we must all present ourselves before the judgment seat of Christ. I shall recall the straying, I shall seek the lost. Whether they wish it or not, I shall do it. And should the brambles of the forests tear at me when I seek them, I shall force myself through all the straits. I shall pull down all hedges. So far as the God whom I fear grants me the strength, I shall search everywhere. I shall recall the straying. I shall seek after those on the verge of being lost. If you do not want me to suffer, do not stray. Do not become lost. It is not enough that I lament your straying and loss. No, I fear that in neglecting you, I shall also kill what is strong. Consider the passage that follows. And what was strong you have destroyed. Should I neglect the straying and the lost, the strong one will also take delight in straying and in being lost. Speak out when the time is right. Do not hide your wisdom. For speech makes wisdom known, and all a man has learned appears in his words. Preach the word. Persevere in this task, both when convenient and inconvenient. Correct, reprove, summon to obedience, but do all with patience and sound doctrine. For speech makes wisdom known, and all a man has learned appears in his words. Father, guide us as you guide creation according to your law of love. May we love one another and come to perfection in the eternal life prepared for us. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. It's like I've always said, go out and share the good news. Today's gospel is coming up in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Well, 
probably the first time you've heard Bruce Springsteen on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to Daybreak. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord tells us to let our light shine. It's from the eighth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. No one after lighting a lamp covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hid that shall not be made manifest, nor anything secret that shall not be known and come to light. Take heed then how you hear, for to him who has will more be given, and from him who has not even what he thinks that he has will be taken away. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass ratings are on the relevant radio app. The good news is spread by divine grace, but God needs our cooperation. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. It is a truth of our faith that Christ's message has not been spread by human means but under the impulse of divine grace. However, it is also true that a meaningful and lasting apostolate must needs be founded on people who embody the human virtues. Otherwise, people would be repulsed by the disparity between what Christians practice and what Christians preach. The Second Vatican Council has declared in this regard, one of the gravest errors of our time is the dichotomy between the faith which many profess and the practice of their daily lives. The Christian who shirks his temporal duties shirks his duties towards his neighbor, neglects God himself, and endangers his eternal salvation. Let Christians follow the example of Christ who worked as a craftsman. Let them be proud of the opportunity to carry out their earthly activity in such a way as to integrate human, domestic, professional, scientific, and technical enterprises with religious values under whose supreme direction all things are ordered to the glory of God. Whatever one's profession or occupation may be, the more expertise we acquire, the more we will be respected by our colleagues and companies. This professional standing is of such vital importance that a good Christian should not conceal his high competence and should not avoid the recognition which is his due. For those who are determined to live their Christian vocation seriously, work is a paramount obligation. Therefore, the well-respected doctor will not abandon his efforts to keep abreast of new scientific and clinical developments. The good teacher will be sure to periodically revise his teaching materials and techniques. He cannot become satisfied with repeating the same old lectures year after year. Our competence and our unity of life will be a beacon that sheds its light on colleagues, friends, and perhaps our whole community. Then Christian charity will be visible from a distance with the light of sound doctrine illuminating everyone's way. The sanctification of ordinary work is, as it were, the hinge of true spirituality for people who, like us, 
have decided to come close to God while being at the same time fully involved in temporal affairs. St. Paul exhorted the first Christians at Philippi to be faithful in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Their heroic example drew so many people to the faith that an early Christian writer concluded, What the soul is for the body, the Christians are in the midst of the world. If we are trying to bring the light of Christ to all, together with the supernatural means, we have to practice the human virtues and the social graces. Many people practice good manners only because they make business dealings run more smoothly. For us Christians, they also have to be the fruit of charity, external manifestations of a genuine interest in other people. This conduct is another aspect of the divine light we must carry with us and transmit to others. We have many opportunities to live these social graces with the people whom God has put by our side. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. We join the whole church once again in prayer. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. To my words, give ear, O Lord. Give heed to my groaning. Attend to the sound of my cries, my King and my God. It is you whom I invoke, O Lord. In the morning you hear me. In the morning I offer you my prayer, watching and waiting. You are no God who loves evil. No sinner is your guest. The boastful shall not stand their ground before your face. You hate all who do evil. You destroy all who lie. The deceitful and bloodthirsty man the Lord detests. But I, through the greatness of your love, have access to your house. I bow down before your holy temple, filled with awe. Lead me, Lord, in your justice. Because of those who lie in wake, make clear your way before me. No truth can be found in their mouths. Their heart is all mischief, their throat a wide open grave, all honey their speech. All those you protect shall be glad and ring out their joy. You shelter them. In you they rejoice, those who love your name. It is you who bless the just man, Lord. You surround him with favor as with a shield. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, all justice and all goodness comes from you. You hate evil and abhor lies. Lead us, your servants, in the path of your justice, so that all who hope in you may rejoice with the Church and in Christ. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Blessed may you be, O Lord, God of Israel, our Father, from eternity to eternity. Yours, O Lord, are grandeur and power, majesty, splendor, and glory. For all in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the sovereignty. You are exalted as head over all. Riches and honor are from you, and you have dominion over all. In your hands are power and might. It is yours to give grandeur and strength to all. Therefore, our God, we give you thanks, and we praise the majesty of your name. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Adore the Lord in his holy court. Adore, Adore the, the Lord in his holy court. O give the Lord, you sons of God, give the Lord glory and power. 
Give the Lord the glory of His name. Adore the Lord in His holy court. The Lord's voice resounding on the waters. The Lord on the immensity of waters. The voice of the Lord full of power. The voice of the Lord full of splendor. The Lord's voice shattering the cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The Lord's voice flashes flames of fire. The Lord's voice shaking the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The Lord's voice rending the oak tree and stripping the forest bare. The God of glory thunders. In his temple they all cry, Glory! The Lord sat enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as was, it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. You live forever, Lord and King. All things of the earth justly sing your glory and honor. Strengthen your people against evil, that we may rejoice in your peace and trust in your eternal promise. Adore, Adore the Lord in his holy court. A reading from the second letter to the Thessalonians. Anyone who would not work should not eat. We hear that some of you are unruly, not keeping busy but acting like busybodies. We enjoin all such and we urge them strongly in the Lord Jesus Christ to earn the food they eat by working quietly. You must never grow weary of doing what is right, brothers. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. His marvelous works are beyond compare. Blessed from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. Blessed be the Lord our God. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. 
In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the Lord our God. We esteem Christ above all men, for he was filled with grace and the Holy Spirit. In faith, let us implore him, Give us your spirit, Lord. Give Give us us your your spirit, spirit, Lord. Lord. Grant us a peaceful day. When evening comes, we will praise you with joy and purity of heart. Give Give us us your your spirit, spirit, Lord. Lord. Let your splendor rest upon us today. Direct the work of our hands. Give Give us us your your spirit, spirit, Lord. Lord. May your face shine upon us and keep us in peace. May your strong arm protect us. Give Give us us your your spirit, spirit, Lord. Lord. Look kindly on all who put their trust in our prayers. Fill them with every bodily and spiritual grace. Give Give us us your your spirit, spirit, Lord. Lord. Let us conclude our prayers with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father, may everything we do begin with your inspiration and continue with your saving help. Let our work always find its origin in you, and through you reach completion. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Hey, it's time to get up off your knees, go on out, and let your light shine. Morning Air with John and Glenn is coming up in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. Patrick Conley later yet with The Inner Life. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.